His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Cheryl is stranded by the side of the road. The interstate traffic is going busy, and she starts to go for a walk. Mark White is in his car driving miles away from Steep White Volkswagen, and here's Cheryl's story on the air. I made it to work on time to get my husband. It died twice. I let it cool off and got back about downtown, and it started doing this rattling sound, and I was like, that's not good. And right up the road, it died, and I just coasted and parked. And I said, I don't think I better try this again. I parked it, got my water bottle and my wallet and keys, got out, locked it, and I started walking home. I got up the road a bit and went ahead and called his radio because definitely needed prayer. I was riding to work, and uh, immediately, uh, this you know, nice lady named Cheryl came on the radio, and she said uh, that she had broken down and that uh, it was just terrible timing for her because she uh, was kind of getting her life back together in some ways and uh, now her car is broken down. And so uh, I was just really touched by what I heard. We, we have a, a car dealership and we fix cars and uh, we have the ability uh, to do more. Um, and so, you know, I heard Rob say, gosh, I wish I could do something about this. And I thought, well, I can do something about this. And so I called in and said, hey, we'd like to help. It just meant more than I can even put into words. It gave me a piece, and it was funny because the whole time through this, it was like I had a piece. That's something how God can give you a piece in the middle of all that stuff, knowing that he's going to work it out somehow, some way. And you know, Cheryl is a former Marine, and so many people um, beyond Mark White called and texted and wanted to support her in other ways. I mean, thank you to Becca, Tracy, Marsha, Patsy, Carlos, Candy, Susan. I've even got a gift card to send to her. So it's so neat to see this outpouring of love. Isn't that just nuts? I mean, and the texts were coming in as well. Yeah, we heard, I like this one from Sheila. I said, I just wanted to let you know how much your station means to me. Cheryl's story has given me the hope I need to trust that God will take care of me no matter what I'm going through. That's eh, fun. Oh, my word. By the way, here's what Mark White did at Steve White Volkswagen. He towed the car all the way to the dealership, gave her a loaner car that she can have some kind, something to drive around in. He's going to fix it up, and she's going to get a car that's almost like new again. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Does God answer prayer in the middle of trying circumstances? I think Cheryl has proven it to both you and me today. Mornings with his morning crew. So annoyed. Why? I splurged for organic bananas two weeks ago and the things are still green. Are you sure they're oh. bananas? Are there the what are those things called that look plantains. like bananas? What are they? Plantains. Are they plantains? Well, it says right on here organic bananas. I'm wondering if they got it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. So somebody suggested, well, I Googled it, and they said to put them in a paper bag with an apple overnight, and then that would turn them yellow. Didn't work. No. Um, you know, we got some texts, though, people wondering about the bananas, which is kind of funny to me. We got one text from Nicholas, and he's like, did your green bananas ever turn yellow? And sadly, Nicholas, no, they did not. <laughs> We're hearing from Aubrey. Oh, really? Yeah, she says she's got a suggestion. What is it? Take the banana. 
bananas, put them in a plastic store bag, and set them on top of the refrigerator. In a week, they'll be bananas. One week, that's all it takes. You One sound week. like you've done this before. I have. Because <laughs> I, I sometimes get the green bananas, like at BJ's or someplace like that. They're very green. And if you put them in just a plain old store bag, like you get from Target or, or the grocery store, and then wrap them up in that and set them on top of the refrigerator. Oh, one of those grocery bags. Okay. All right. But the problem is I'm going to forget, so she better call me back in a week (laughs) and remind me. Because that actually brings back a memory in college. We had a fruit fly fly problem. Uh Turned out it was a banana that fell behind our refrigerator. Get out. How long? Like petrified. It was so gross. It was all black and rotten and wrinkly. Covered in fruit flies. Can't we just eat those and get this whole thing over with? Do you like green bananas? Uh, not really. But well, maybe the <laughs> maybe the inside is is ripe and the green's just not cooperating. I don't know. They feel pretty firm, so I'm willing to try Audrey's grocery bag idea. Okay, shove it on top of their fridge. Just see what happens. Somebody, please remind me next week. Okay, no. we'll, we'll set in a calendar invite or something like that. More than just pretty voices. <laughs> it seems like everybody has a heart for Allison's green bananas. It's been like that for two weeks since she. What are they? Organic or something? Yeah, they're organic. I got. Should I say where I got them? Mm, no. Banana okay. store. Hold on, hold on. Just, <laughs> tell me real quick. Oh, we probably heard you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Say Aldi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Which, they have a good return policy, but I don't know. People are giving me all kinds of tips, but it kind of sounds like a lot of people haven't even tried these. Um, Jess, she texted, says, I heard microwaving them works. A microwave? Yeah. Really? Another person said, put them in the refrigerator. That seems like two opposite things. (laughs) Put them in the mic, then shove them in the fridge. Cut it in half. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Okay, Christy wants to chime in. What's up, Christy? I wanted to give a resolution for the green bananas. Oh, please. If you will put put the bananas in the oven on about 200 and leave them in there for about an hour, keep checking them as you leave them in there, they will ripen. That is an old trick to use if you need to make banana bread and your bananas are not ripe enough. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Give it a try. I mean, I wouldn't put them all in there at one time because I've never actually done it. I've just read it in a recipe, so give it a try like with maybe two of them. All those old people things usually work. The old people things, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just think I'll return them. Well, there's an option. What do you think about that, Christy? No, she can't return them because it's now like a community service project. We all have to know what works. Yeah, so you're in now. (laughs) All right, so I've already tried the paper bag thing with the apple. Didn't work. Yeah, because that was an overnight one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody said put them in a plastic bag on top of the fridge. So I've got some in there. So okay. you think I should try? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything. How many bananas do you have? I have like six. Green six bananas. bananas. Okay, so we got one up on a fridge. They're going to be all bag. over the place around here. <laughs> be fruit flies everywhere. <laughs> I'm telling you. His morning crew. My heart is really touched. The outpouring of love and concern for Allison's bananas has just been amazing to me. It's been bananas. It has been. Two weeks these things have been green and she's trying to get them yeller. I now feel like this sense of responsibility and purpose in my life that... I need to find the best way to solve this problem. Especially since she revealed earlier, I'm just going to return them. And somebody said, no, (laughs) we need to see how this works. Mm -hmm. 
So I've now uh, got all my experimental bananas ready to go. You know, we got a text from someone, Jess, that said, I heard microwaving them work. So what I did was I put this one in the microwave. Okay. I poked holes in it for th- and put it in there for 30 seconds. What? And? Now, Jim, can you uh, try that banana and see how it tastes? <laughs> how warm is it, dude? What's on the bruising on here? It just happened in the microwave. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, he's having a hard time opening it. Just take a bite. Hey, hey, take it easy. Do you like warm bananas? Uh, Yes, I love... Oh, what's wrong with it? I don't know. That's your job to tell us. It's like, uh... There he goes. Is it crunchy? (laughs) No, it's kind of weird. Is it good? Mm -hmm. Does it taste like a banana? It tastes kind of like a banana. But... It's a weird consistency. Really? First of all, I've never eaten a warm banana (laughs) that I know of. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, it seems ripe. Okay. okay so they, did that work? No, nah, it's a question mark. Yeah, because I don't know how it was before. You know what a ripe banana is. It's, yeah, but I didn't taste one. Dry. It just might have a green outfit. <sighs> it's like he's never had a banana before. Oh. Okay, so here's Terry. What do you say, Terry? I have the answer to your riddle. Oh, okay. There, well, do help. And this is proven and tried. Put bananas... Not in a bag or anything like that. Just leave them in their own skin and put them in the refrigerator. And then, like the next day, it, it, they'll be right. And this is only going to take one day. Well, I, I can't put the time th- factor on it. You see, Terry, this has been two weeks and they haven't turned yellow yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would, I would help it. Because she like <laughs> wants to get these bananas ripened so she can use them. Well, I think that'll be your best and fastest way. I've been up all night long. I have tried, struggled, get up, lay back down. Wow, yeah. this whole banana thing's really kept you up. Yeah, yeah. It's quarter to eight and I haven't been asleep oh, yet. Oh, no. And I ache all over. Sounds like you need a banana. I was going to say, it sounds like really? she needs to talk to Jim Mann for a little bit. He always puts me to sleep. <laughs> you know what? I, we had one banana left, and it was supposed to be mine because we get four bananas. And two are his and two are mine. I've learned not to buy a whole big bundle of them because they'll all turn ripe at the same time. But not the ones the- I got. <laughs> Mornings with his morning crew. What a thing, man. Over Allison's green bananas have been green for two weeks, and she's like, come on, what gives? They need to turn yellow and ripen. There is no suggestion that we will ignore Although we tried the microwave and we do not suggest that. that. Epic <laughs> Pinterest fail. It was horrible. It turned it like watery or something. She oh, she made us taste hurt. it, and it's just it didn't even it didn't even taste like a banana whatsoever. So the calls and texts are coming in. Wendy texted in. She says, "My daughter Brooklyn said Allison probably accidentally bought cucumbers." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. See, okay, Carl is with us. And what is Carl's thing? What do you say, Carl? I I say probably she uh, got plantains instead of bananas. I was thinking the same thing because nothing's working. Carl, I have the label right here. It says organic bananas. Yeah, but Uh, people can make a mistake. It may have been mislabeled. Yeah, right? Somebody go to the store. (laughs) Give me a plantain. Let's figure this out. Yeah, let's compare the two and then Jim can taste test both of them. Yeah, plantains is not as sweet and they'll never turn yellow. Mm. Or it takes a long time for them to turn yellow. Evidently, because she's had these for two weeks. Yeah, so it sounds like she's got plantain. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Neither do I. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, since Jim and I had the opportunity to taste the one that she nuked for 30 seconds, it didn't taste like a banana. Hmm. I'm thinking. That is so weird. Uh, well, he's not the only one. Susan says, Allison, are you sure you didn't buy plantains and not bananas? And Barbara said the same exact thing. Tanya said, are you sure they're not plantains? They will never turn yellow and they are hard. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh, Would that be the problem? It's got to be. That kind of tasted like warmed-up baby food. Warmed-up baby food. So you thought you had a little bit of Gerber this morning, Yes. Huh? Okay. The plot thickens. Are they bananas as they were labeled, or are they plantains? Maybe we can get an expert in here to tell us. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. We're getting a ton of calls and texts on bananas, specifically Allison's green bananas that have been green for... Over two weeks now, because we've been dealing with this for a couple of days. I know. Oh, green banana thing. Yeah. I do want to put, is it Kirk? Let me see. Kirk, Kirk sent in a text. Has nothing to do with bananas. He's listening on his laptop. He's hearing barking dogs. He's thinking we're playing barking dogs. Kirk, I can tell you there's no, there's no barking dogs around here because he thinks he may have a virus. I'm sorry, Kirk. Okay, back to bananas. <laughs> we got a text from Moira. She told me that her organic bananas took three weeks to ripen this time around. Crazy how something without preservatives lasts longer than something with preservatives. Interesting. Diana says, I buy organic bananas and sometimes they don't turn yellow. Has something to do with the natural gases they put off while they're ripening? Of course, she says, put them in a bag, plastic bag, uh, which we tried. Regular bananas are sprayed with an artificial gas to make them ripen sooner. Really? Yeah, we tried the bag thing and didn't work. Didn't work. No. I even put an apple in there. Mm-hmm. Try for three weeks. Okay, so here's Terry. What's your thought, Terry? Put them out in the sunshine. Uh, you know, like 90 degree weather in the sunshine will help them ripen. Well, it's going to be close to 90 today, so got a shot at it. Let's do it. Let's do the natural way. Let them, let them just be out in God's green acres. Yeah, because that's the place to be. Just give me that countryside. More than just pretty voices. Psalm 98 verses 1 and 2 say, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. Has it been a while since you've made a joyful noise? Have you been too busy or burdened? Take heart. You will have a flame of God's glory if you love and serve him. That light is eternal and nothing can take it away from you because God has placed it there himself. But maybe it's time you changed your tune. Let the glory of the Redeemer and the joy of the redeemed be ignited fresh in you today. That's from this cool new devotional that we've been going through all week. It's called 10 Minutes in the Word, Psalms, and we are giving some copies away. Yeah, very easy to win it, too. Just go to our Instagram page. It's the His Radio Instagram page. You'll see the post that's right there. And all you have to do is just follow us if you haven't already. Uh, like the post and then tag a busy friend who could use that very same devotional, the 100 minutes in the Word of Psalms. 
go right to our Instagram page. That's at his radio. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So our producer, Jim Mann, in case you didn't know, he has a really strong feeling for cats. And we are blessed. We are privileged. We are honored yet once again that Jim Mann has yet another cat story. Yet another. Uh, this is Troy PD, the Troy Police Department, Troy, Michigan. They've been searching a long time now for someone to be over the canine unit and uh, other departments also. And uh, they finally uh, were able to swear in this person just recently. You can hear it now. I hereby appoint you to the position of Troy Police Cat and authorize you to carry out duties of a officer of the law. Very nice. A paw officer. His name is, or her name, one of the two, paw officer donuts. Isn't that precious? <laughs> the dogs are excited for, <laughs> for this new leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only uh, um, cat, a feline, in their little department. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't you think it'd be so many of them because they're so good at this kind of thing? This must have been a tough job for her to get. Yes. Is it a rigorous process? It, it is, yeah. Basically, just had to sit there. But uh, The rodent population, I'm sure, at yeah, a fire yeah. department. Exactly. Yeah. Police so, department. Oh, police department. And the police department. Yeah. Yeah, He's a officer. A <laughs> Isn't that cute? There was a, there was a, actually, this was the second choice. It was officer badges. But unfortunately, officer badges has uh, leukemia. What? I know. That's the sad part of the Don't story. Don't make it s- uh, sad. <laughs> Why it's you not, it's not my that? fault. But, yeah, but you could have left that whole part out. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. badges. Oh, no. We're well, not going to be able to recover. <laughs> well, Pops th- are doing is going to be great in this position. Well, the only thing that will remedy this is a cat song. <laughs> what kind of cat hangs out in your house? House cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Yeah. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. What kind of cat are you? Mornings with his morning crew. From one breakdown story on the interstate to another, and this involves Lance Corporal Gardner. He's with the Highway Patrol in South Carolina, and he happened to see this whole family broke down on I-85. He stopped, and he found out they were driving home to Delaware, but they couldn't get there because this car was just like tanked. It was not going to move anywhere. The plan was to get to Delaware, but now they're stuck. So this Highway Patrol officer made sure that they got a rental car, drove them all the way, and stayed with them until that new car was in their position. Not only that, but he showed one of the little cousins of all the kids that were with them uh, a little extra attention. So he gave them a tour of the cruiser. He put his hat on the guy, hit the sirens, did all this stuff. The family was so impressed by this. By the time they finally did get home to Delaware in that new rental car that uh, Lance Corporal Gardner helped them get and stayed with them until they were able to drive away, they posted on Facebook bragging about the officer. And here's what they said. They said that this gave her cousin someone to look up to. 
for the rest of his life. How cool is that? Who knows? His family may be moving south. <laughs> yeah, from Delaware to South Carolina because of all the hospitality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our cops are very nice here. They always let me stop and push all the buttons. And stuff. Well, he didn't. You know what? He didn't even have to do that. Mm-mm. I mean, he maybe he could have called somebody or to you know try to give them a little bit of help, but to make sure that they got to the rental car place, stayed there until the rental car was in their possession, and then uh, treat the kids first class like that—that's amazing. His morning crew. Well, most of us love to play with sharks at the beach when we go to the beach. Uh... Right. Yes. Well. Uh, Taylor uh, McSween, she's from South Carolina, but now she lives in Florida. But she was visiting her home state and saw this crowd gathering at the beach as this shark was just thrashing about on the sand. Not in the water, he was out on the sand. Oh, no, he got beached. Yeah, there you go, Rob. You're on top of this thing. Well, most people stay away from sharks because this is like a five-foot black tip. I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. My palms are a little sweaty. Well, there's this, uh, it was a guy who was fishing and he pulled it in. Not meaning, he's not fishing for shark. And normally if you catch a shark, it's like a little, little fella and you throw him out there. But this is a big shark, like you see in the movies. Well, this one guy comes along, unidentified man. He pulls the hook out of its mouth. Oh, not too many people like to get near the mouth of a shark. Uh, I'm one of them, I do not. And he pulls the shark back into the water. So this guy's in the water with the shark. And the shark thanked him and moved on. And this happened at night, so it's dark. And it happened at night, so it's dark. (laughs) Did it happen at night? I don't know. So it was dark. Man, (laughs) that's incredible. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing, Jim. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Faith Restorations is a phenomenal ministry that's had incredible growth in such a short amount of time. They're they're located up north. They're not around here. But what I love about this ministry is that they help veterans with home repairs and now food. They've seen incredible growth. Like, for instance, last year, they helped 20 veterans, which is amazing. They helped 20. Now... Every week, they help 200 to 300 people a week. Isn't that amazing? Candace is amazing as well because she came through Faith Restorations for help. I was in this situation. My husband left active duty after 15 years, and we had three kids. He couldn't find a job, so we couldn't provide food for our kids. So I started out as a family needing help. She started out as a family needing help. Now she's the vice president of the ministry. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that crazy cool. That's a great example of how God can take your valley and uh, use it to serve other people. That's so cool. In a huge way. I mean, in just a year, 20 people a week to 200 to 300 veterans a week that they're helping out. And largely in part because of Candace's heart as well. I mean, she's went through it. She's the VP. And helping so many veterans now who serve this country so well. It's a shame that there is even a need for veterans after they serve. Yeah, right? But there is, and it takes someone who's been through it to step up and help, usually. So you go, girl. You go, Candace. You go, Faith Restorations. We need more people like you around here. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You ever get a little piece of grape stuck to your epiglottis? (laughs) No. Oh, I hate, you know, and sometimes I'll get that kernel of corn stuck on my epiglottis. Did I say it right? Yeah. Uh, so hopefully I won't choke. Here's another question for you. Do you know what a cockatoo is? Yeah, it's yes. a bird. It's a grape. 
<laughs> uh, Rob was right. Thank oh, you. Jim was wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's a type of parrot native to Australia. They live a long time, like longer than Jim. 50 to 80 years. Whoa, dude. Whoa. I know. <laughs> Jim's so, 60. He's still making it. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy Sigmund's beloved cockatoo, Tolkien, flew away last week. Uh-oh. And he was on the loose in Savannah for five days. So if you saw a really pretty bird in Savannah and you wondered, where did that thing come from? It was Billy's. And Billy was devastated because the bird's been in her life for 32 years. I'm bonded to this bird. He, I am his, I am his other half, just as much as he is mine. So she put up signs. She canvassed the neighborhood, and someone spotted Tolkien. All right. Yeah. So they were reunited, and they're so happy to be back together. Good. I'm glad yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful bird, the cockatoos. They are. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I hope. I'm. I'm assuming that bird is so happy it's back in a cage now, as opposed to all of Savannah. <laughs> He could have predators out there, Jim. Jim. It's for his own safety. Come on. He loves Billy. He doesn't want to be separated from Billy. And I'm sure that Billy lets, what's the bird's name? Tolkien, out of the cage at home. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Not always in the cage. (laughs) Okay. Well, next time I see a cockatoo at my window, I'll call somebody. Yeah, would you? Could be Tolkien one day. Okay. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, you know, we all enjoyed the royal wedding a couple weeks ago, Rob, yes, especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just keeps getting better over there in the UK across the pond. Mm-hmm. Those who didn't make it over on the Mayflower. Okay, so something about the royal wedding. Yes. Well, there is an annual thing called the Gloucestershire Cheese Roll. And uh, it just makes me think, what am I doing with my life? They just have this big roll of this thing of cheese down a hill, and these people run down this Cooper's Hill, which is very steep and apparently muddy, and they just (laughs) fall and roll constantly. I'm hoping it's on purpose, (laughs) or maybe it's just so steep they can't get a footing because some people stay up, but and some people, uh, well, there's a lot of injuries that are involved because it's a very it's very, it's crazy. And uh, I think Rob should do this next year. I, I, I'm still not visualizing what you're talking about. It looks like something just blew up and these people are flying down a hill. That's what it looks like to me. They're just rolling legs. So it's a big going hill. They're running down this hill that's muddy. Yeah, chasing okay. this chasing thing of cheese. A hockey puck of cheese. I mean, they look like, when you watch this, it looks like they all should be extremely injured. So the goal is somebody gets the cheese before anybody else. They're running down the hill and they can't stand up? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I really don't know what the purpose is. It was Officially, it was uh, ended in 2010, but they still do it every year because it's so exciting. Yeah, I guess they a must lot of- really love cheese. <laughs> oh, my goodness. These people must play rugby on the side or something because uh-huh. they got to be tough to do this. Oh, my goodness. Do they get to keep the cheese, the person? Yeah, whoever gets there first, I'm assuming, gets the cheese. You're assuming. <laughs> yes, Is I there am. like an award ceremony? Is there a podium? Is there a first, second, third? No, What's those who purpose? are not in the hospital <laughs> get to uh, eat the cheese, I guess. <laughs> It's just... Well, thank you for being so informative this morning. Yeah, you gotta look this up. It's just very disturbing.